You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 107, Gods of Brutality, an interview with Mark Welzer and Rich Woodall. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, uh, the show that pee-pee-poo-poo at the butt. My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. I'm Raven Perez. Uh, we are and here. I'm Rich Woodall. Hey, Rich. Wait. I'm sorry. That impression missed its mark. And we are here once again with another episode of the Savage Fincast, the internet's only, as far as I know, uh, podcast dedicated to the works of Eric Larson uh, and his creation, Savage Dragon. Uh, we got a very special episode lined up. Uh, we have a couple of uh, Savage Dragon level knuckleheads who are making their own comics out in the real world, and we're going to talk to them about their experiences uh, with Savage Dragon and all the cool comic stuff they are getting up to these days. So we have a couple of guest creators on the show today uh, here to promote an awesome new comic that I'm pretty damn excited about called Gods of Brutality. Uh, these guys, uh, one, of the, one of the guys uh, listeners will remember is Rich Whittall, who was uh, last on to promote his Johnny Raygun and Savage Dragon crossover, which is, he has since gone on to draw the Thor Mickey backup in Savage Dragon 250, but outside of the world of Savage Dragon, I think Rich has been pretty busy as the co-publisher of Black Caravan, which is an imprint of uh, Scout Comics, which has been getting super popular. And he's released a bunch of fan favorites, such as Electric Black and the Phantom Starkiller through that imprint. Also, a guy that we've been trying to get on the show for a while, uh, Mark Welser, who's uh, probably one of the original Savage Dragon super fans, uh, brother of the uh, Brotherhood of the Finn member, which we'll, I'm going to get into a little later. Uh, he ran one of the first Savage Dragon fan sites. Uh, I think he wrote pretty much uh, a good portion of the Savage Dragon Companion, which was released in 2002. And he's just an all-around awesome artist. Uh, listeners can check out his uh, fantastic Brute Force backup in Savage Dragon 208. Um, so welcome to the show, guys. I don't know if I screwed up anything. You can feel free to correct me on any of that. No, that all sounds awesome. Thank you. At least on my Well, Richie, I know you you have like 20 different backups in Savage Dragon, all different points. But uh, Yeah, let's list them all. To, to list at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so before we get into Gods of Brutality, I, I, I did, uh, I know myself and the other hosts want to hit you guys up on some of your thoughts about Savage Dragon since we are a Savage Dragon podcast. And I think you two guys have some of the, the deepest ties to it, um, you know, going back to, to the beginning. So, uh, 
Yeah, to give it any there. to give it any perspective at all, like literally when I got goddamn dial up internet, I jumped online and I was like, ah, oh, cool. Let's see if I can find Savage Dragon shit. And I found the Brotherhood of the Finn. It was like <laughs> top result, like and there's this GeoCities webpage with all the shit. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn right all oh, this is so cool. I don't know. It's awesome. Just saying. <laughs> Give us yeah, a little. That website was really good. Was, sorry, what? What was the brother of the for the listeners? Brotherhood of the Finn. I mean, you see it all in the letters pages. The BOTF. I know a little bit about it, but as a guy that was kind of in the, in the thick of it, can you tell us a little bit about what that was all about? Yeah, I don't know if I know all the history. <laughs> I'll try my best. I have a terrible memory. Uh, back in whatever the 1950s when everybody got online to <laughs> Savage Dragon there was a an email listserv which was the FAO the Fanatics Online right uh, they, they ran it pretty tight and kept it like they tried to keep it PG tried to keep all the emails on topic about Savage Dragon and there was a bunch of us that met each other through the Savage Forum, which was on the main Savage Dragon website, the message boards. Mm-hmm. And we found that a lot of the times we don't want to talk about Savage Dragon. And right. we were all in our like late teens, early 20s, and we all wanted to be very rude and vulgar online, which <laughs> we could not do on the FAO. So we started our own group where we had um, fewer rules and restrictions so that we could... Uh, uh, the dragon hardly ever came up in the Hello to the Finn listserv emails that we were doing. And then at a certain point, I don't remember whose idea it was, but uh, Joe Schuler decided to put up a website. And then Gavin right. was writing all the bios and issue summaries and stuff for that. That sounds like something and, Gavin uh, would do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was great. Well, I, I, I When I first started going online there weren't a lot of Savage Dragon super fans. Like, I felt like I was number one. I was top dog. Yeah. And this kid Gavin shows up, and I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> here's your crown, Gavin, I guess. <laughs> I just remember, uh, you know, I was into Dragon probably up until, like, teen, the, the, the mid-teens or issue 20, and then I kind of jumped out, went to college, and I got back in right before, like, the Savage World. Uh, maybe a little earlier, I started picking up issues. I'm like, oh, I want to collect this again. And then I was like, you know, getting online and being like, wow, there's this whole, like, group of, you know, Brotherhood of the Finn, and you guys had all your inside jokes. And, oh, so I mean, many inside seemed, jokes, yeah. seemed like you were a pretty tight-knit community and a bunch of, like, you know, it was a lot of vulgar shit and, and just kind of, like, just just a lot of fun, you know, like, just bullshitting and what whatnot. But I know you guys had, like, you know, you were making your own comics and, and stuff like that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. doing little, like, fanfic kind of uh, Not a lot of Savage... I think we tried to start um, a comic book about Savage Dragon where one creator would do a couple pages and someone would take up the next couple pages and just continue the story and just run right. with it. The problem with that was I was the first one that was supposed to do the first couple pages and I never finished them. Ah, <laughs> The classic, the classic error. Right. Where did the whole, like, signing off on all, like, the fan letters with the Brotherhood of the Finn sign off? I mean, you guys kind of got real into it. Where did that come about from? I don't remember. I think, 
Um, probably started on the message boards. Uh, I think some people were posting, and then when they'd sign their name, they'd put FAO. And right, and, and then we were like these assholes. So we're like, <laughs> the BOTF. It was like this weird rivalry, but we were also part of both uh, listservs at the same time. So I don't know. It was, it was ridiculous. That sounds like something I, teenagers would do. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a lot of bad jokes in those messages. Uh, just shocking. Like, just like, uh, you know, you see the pinups in the middle of the issue of Savage Dragon, and there's all the graffiti written on the wall, and then there's like a fucking, it says Gavin, B-O-T-F. Yeah. Like, like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, I'm reading this, I'm like, B-O-T-F? What the fuck? Like, what? What? Uh, yeah, a lot just... of us, would, when we were writing in letters, we just uh, sign them, our, all our letters, B-O-T-F. And I'm sure most people had no idea what that was. I, I mean, that's I the whole idea. You were a secret club with a secret handshake. <laughs> keeping the yes. wisdom of the ages. And you guys met a bunch of times at, like, Chicago Comic Con <laughs> and stuff like that. I've seen those pictures and stuff like that. I mean, one yeah. of the cool, cool things I think about that is... I wonder now is like Eric one of the last generation of artists to have like teenage fans that kind of you know what I mean like you see the pictures of like Kirby and and Sheldorf and all the kids that like hung out with him and then you see like you know the, I see always that that picture from the Chicago Con where you guys are at like um, is it Dick's Last Resort or something like that and you're all hanging around the table with Eric it's like man those are some cool times and I don't think that happens much these days anymore. Brian Leo Malley, dude. We all got to meet each other, most of us for the first time, which is always weird because you've got these voices in your head of these people that you've been talking to online for uh, a couple years at that point. And then you meet them, you're like, oh, you sound like a dork. Or you're a real asshole in real life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, yeah Mark uh, looks like Castro in real life. <laughs> yes, he does. He looks just like Castro. When I saw him, he's like, welcome to Erie. I was like, what? Is this, what is this Fidel Castro cosplay? <laughs> because of my hat? Yeah, dude. And the beard. Well, the, the beard, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the it's beard the is to hide my ugly face. And you sent those boatloads of crazy people. What? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> I guess in a lot of ways, me and Castro are a lot alike. Pretty much. Pretty much. Did did both of you guys start off at Savage Dragon 1? Were you guys a Larson fan, like, before Dragon? Yeah, I... I Well, so, um... What, what, probably 89, he started doing um, Spider-Man... Right, yeah. Somewhere around there, 89, 90. And, uh, you know, I was always into the Todd stuff for Spider-Man. That was all cool. And then Larson took over. And I remember I, I was probably angry at first because, you know, Todd was amazing and you got a guy replacing him. And uh, But then, like, I quickly loved loved what Eric was doing. It was it was similar but, but more dynamic. And... Uh, and then, and then, yeah, I just follow. I mean, all the image guys. I was so excited. All those guys, I was super into when they were at Marvel, and 
when they left, I was super excited that they were doing their own thing. And, and yeah, I jumped on Savage One and and um, and was hooked from there. Like that that was one. You know, even if I moved town to town, like there was a short period of time where I wasn't picking up comics, but I I would kind of search out and get Savage them out. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was a, a lot of people like in our age group. Image was first coming around, you know, was was yeah. that point where they had to pick up everything because those guys were at the top of the game. Was that the same for you, Mark? Um, no, I. Well, I'm a little younger, so I got into comics late. I think it was when Tom McFarlane was doing his thing, and the the Marvel cards, the trading cards, came out. Right. And that was like my introduction to most of these characters and uh, comic books and stuff. So I get those, and then I go and see whatever Spider-Man comics I could find, and Eric was drawing them. So I'd pick them up. And um, I was in probably fifth grade at the time, so I was young. I was like 10, I think, when Image started up. I'd see these ads in um, Advanced Comics, which is basically like the previews. Yeah. And all these Savage Dragon ads, and I saw just these these huge fists. Because what (laughs) drew me to it, I'm like, these are the biggest hands I've ever seen. I'm going to get onto this. But my older brother would read comics. I, I was too young to have money or responsibilities, so my older brother would read comics, and I would just read his. And then he got Savage Dragon, the miniseries, and issues one and two of the regular series, and then he went to college and stopped buying comics. So then I just didn't have comics for a while. <laughs> and then when I got older, I was in the comic shop, since I was in like high school, I think. I was like, oh, I got like five bucks. Let's see what I can buy. <laughs> I could buy dozens of comics for that much in nineteen ninety. Right. Yeah. So, um... And I saw is Savage Dragon twenty eight was out at the time. So I was like, Oh, it's got Max and Savage Dragon. Those are two books that I liked. I'm gonna get this. And I had a dollar extra and uh, those ninety nine cent reprints were out. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. The like, dragon I one. I'll get the dragon number two. I didn't know it was a reprint. <laughs> it's like, it's a dollar dragon book. I got it home. I'm like, well, I already have this. <laughs> dragon 28, I had no idea what was going on, but I, I loved the art. I, it was a lot different. Yeah, that was probably a really confusing issue to restart yeah, on. Damn. It was. And then I, I was like, well, I got to get the older stuff. So I went and got 27. And I read that. And I'm like, well, eh, still not quite sure what's going on. I got 26. And I got 25 and 24. I'm like, maybe I should just start with like three. Where you left all the gaps, right? (laughs) And then I've just been reading it since. Mark, it's kind of crazy to hear that you got started on Dragon like a little like start stop later like that. Because artistically, man, I feel like Eric's work is like in your DNA. Yeah, it was. That was um, pretty much the only book that I was reading when I started getting serious about trying to draw better. it was pretty much just Savage Dragon and whatever Savage Dragon-related titles were coming out. So uh, I kind of learned to draw by reading Dragon. I mean, I drew stuff before, but it was terrible. It was like little kid shit. But that's when I was like, I want to draw these hands. I want to draw these weird arms. That's This is the kind of art that I like, so that's the kind of <laughs> art that I want to see more of. 
So I'll try to do it. So you weren't buying like the Spawn and the Young Blood and stuff that didn't interest you at that time, or was it already kind of lost steam by like issue twenty eight of Dragon? It's hard for me to remember. I mean, because I was only I feel like I was only in for like the first few years of Image before I went to college and jumped out. Yeah, my brother had Spawn, and I think he had up to like twenty three or something somewhere in the t- whenever Capullo took over. Yeah, that so seems I only to be had like access to like my brother's comics. And then when I came back, I'm like, I'm not super interested in Spawn or Shadowhawk or whatever the hell else was being printed at the time. (laughs) Prophet was big. I don't remember. I think Stephen Platt was happy around that time. But nothing else looked good. Right. Accurate assessment. You were not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't there. I I, I was still reading uh, Fantastic Four at Marvel and trying to get any comics I get my hands on. So I missed all that. No. Rich, you were, you, I mean, you were there from pretty much the beginning. Were you on the boards as well? I, I remember you on the boards when I got on. Like I said, that was like before the Savage World when I want to say like this issue 70s. I, I remember, I mean, you being a strong presence on the board, but I don't remember you being like in the Brotherhood of the Finn or anything like I don't, that. I, I don't think I was in the Brotherhood of the Finn. I, the, Early days of the internet are very much a blur for me because I I remember in like '94 I got AOL and there was like chat room about comics and I don't crap I'm not gonna remember her name Trish something she was she was a colorist for DC she's still a colorist for DC can't remember her name but like she was the only pro on this little weird comic message board on AOL. And then and then there was a giant gap of probably like two years that I wasn't on the internet at all because I probably didn't have a computer at home. And um I remember probably close to I don't know, ninety eight, something like that, like getting on the message boards and the image message boards and but I don't remember a whole lot of it. I remember that was pretty much the only message board I would go there was a there was a like a uh, a message board called Outcast Studios that I used to be part of and I was heavy onto that and the image boards and that, that was really it internet uh, gotcha. browsing at that point so I guess I'm bouncing all around but while I'm thinking of it I wanted to ask you Rich about the character of Mickey. We never got to talk to you. I don't think after two fifty came oh, out, right. and I know you, you did that awesome backup. Did you design the Mickey character, or did Larson give you like a design character to work with? No, he he pretty much. Uh, now I'm trying to remember. I don't. <laughs> he didn't give me a sketch or anything. I actually have somewhere. I I drew it on the back of like one of my sequential pages. Um. Like I, I did a couple sketches of of him, and I sent it over to Eric. And I, I think the only thing he told me was like, make sure uh, he had the little orphan Annie eyes, right? And and I think he like wrote a description in in the plot that he sent me, um, and and it was very much like make him look like his mother. Uh, he uh, the one thing he did say was give him a diaper that kind of looks like Kamandi. So, um, so that, that, and he had a collar and like, that was literally the only thing he gave me. So I think, um, you know, I put the gap between his teeth 
so he would, you know, have a little bit of his mom and a little bit of his dad in there. Um, but yeah, I think I think I I did the sketch for him and sent it over to Eric, and and Eric gave it the blessing. How did you Just feel? How did you feel about him getting his head blown off? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh shit! Well, that didn't last very long. <laughs> That's what I was kind of getting at. Do you think you think Eric just kind of wasted him because he's like, ah, oh, well, I didn't create that character. I don't really want him in my book too long. I know. He was so unhappy with how he looked that he had to get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, no, just, I mean, that's not what I was going for. But, you, oh. I mean, you know how, like, particular Eric is, like, you know, yeah. oh, Covenant of the Sword, I didn't develop those guys. They can't stick around, you know, whatever it is. But yeah, I wonder, yeah. I wonder if that played a role. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have no idea. It, it's... It, it, I, I mean, mean, I mean, he, technically, Eric created Mickey because we saw him as a baby. Sure, right. sure. I mean, the design is what I'm, I guess I'm saying. But yeah, I know nobody's safe in Seven Dragons, so it, it didn't totally shock me. Right. But uh, but yeah, no, it's for anybody that's worked with Eric, it's it's a lot of fun, and he he was uh, he was very nice to me while I worked on his. He was he was complimentary for the first time. Like when I was doing the Savage Dragon Johnny Reagan thing, I didn't get a lot of feedback, but it wasn't really something he was involved with, you know. Um, outside of the initial pitch, which he had, he rejected the very first one, and approved the second pitch that we had done. So, um, so but he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't super involved in that. So like working with him with this was kind of cool because it was the first time like. Got to go back and forth with him a little bit. How did that come about? Did you approach him and ask him like if he had like space in two fifty, or yeah. did he come to you? Or yeah, I I saw that that a couple people were like, I'm going to do a backup, or or maybe he had announced that that so and so was going to do a backup or whatever. And uh, I kind of sheepishly, I, I figured after the Savage Dragon Johnny Reagan thing, he would never let me do anything again. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah so i think i sent him an email and he's like yeah what do you want to draw and right. like oh man i i love the god characters like i would love to do a story with with the gods and um and he's like yeah i'll get you i'll get you something over in in a couple days and sure enough like i get a like a page kind of breakdown of of uh you know the old marvel style kind of what the script was and and everything. So I didn't I didn't know what any of the dialogue was or anything until until I actually read the well no he sent me a preview before, while after it was um so that was that was really cool but he he was very nice to me he said he liked it which he had never done before so that was that was you know it uh, it, it was pretty awesome it was very very cool I remember he heaped some praise on it on the fincast too which was cool yeah. Um, and I forget, did did Nikos color that or was it Mark Englert? Uh Nikos. Yeah. Nice. Yep. So that was that was awesome too. It was and and it was just it was beautifully lettered, like everything about it. I was I was so excited to see that in print. It's yeah, in its final version. Farron Delgado. Farron right. Delgado's lettering is amazing. Yeah. For all the digital stuff he does, he, he just makes it look so sweet cool to be part of like uh that like special kind of anniversary like oversized issue anyway too right oh absolutely yeah that I mean, that was the biggest thing for me is like I, I i was just excited to to have a little part in that and 
again, ha having him be gracious enough to let me work on it again uh, felt really, really cool. Because we, when um, Matt Talbot and I were were doing like backups and pinups and stuff for Savage Dragon, like we we would pitch him every once in a while, and not not all of them worked out really well. So so it was it was definitely cool to to jump back in that pool again. Did he? Did you guys pitch stuff that he turned down? Oh yeah, yeah. For I think backups. We, I mean, yeah. I think we he turned down probably two backups that we had done, or that we had pitched. One one of them we were at, we were at San Diego, and um, Matt and I, you know, Matt and I, in between the Johnny Reagan stuff we were doing, pretty much all we wanted to do was Savage Dragon backup. And so we would like brainstorm about like what are we gonna do next? What are we gonna pitch him next? And um one of the things we'd we had pitched him was that like this is during the the family time. So we had done that backup in like one oh seven uh with Killcat. So we were still pitching in that like when Dragon had the family. We're like, Well, Dragon's out with his family at a, like a park and he goes to a taco truck and the taco truck gives him diarrhea and he goes into uh, like a porta potty, but the porta potty is a trap. And the scientist takes him, and they uh, and the scientist um, milks him. Uh, <laughs> I told you, Mark. I told you this. You didn't yes. Believe me. <laughs> he uh, the scientist milks him, and and makes all these savage dragon babies in like <laughs> tubes, right? And so Matt and I like we had. We, I think I had penciled out part of the, like, a pinup or, or something for that. And it's a dragon, like, dragon's on this, uh, he, he's, like, hooked up to a machine, and it's just milking him, and he's got this angry face <laughs> on. And the scientist is in the front, and he's got this little vial of, of dragon sperm. And in the background are all these huge tanks with little floating dragon babies. <laughs> and, uh, and we took it over to Eric... And he just, I remember just seeing his face was just, he put his hand over the dragon's crotch. And he's like, guys, guys, this is, this is a family book. <laughs> Which looking back on that now is kind of hilarious. But, uh, but yeah, that was, that was one that, that got rejected. Right that's my, my that's, favorite that's part of the really story. <laughs> my favorite part is that it was during the, the family era. <laughs> yes, exactly. So long ago. I was talking to Mark about that the other day and trying to explain that story to him from what I remembered you telling me. And I, I just I had bits and pieces, but I was just dying thinking about that. If it's if I can so ever annoying. dig up the uh, art, I'm pretty sure I still have it somewhere. It's still half finished somewhere. I'll, uh, I'll... Actually, it would fit with the comic now. Well, I was <laughs> yeah. going to say, you ought to pitch it again. Exactly. I'll just have to change the pen. Yeah, dude. Well, that's funny because when we, uh, Gavin and I did the brute force backup, I drew um, Earth Girl. And every time I, Eric drew her, he had her nipples kind nipple of poking up, out yeah. underneath. And I drew them with the nipples, but cool. Eric was like, eh, I think this is going a little too far. So we had to erase the nipples out of. <laughs> Every every panel that she was in, and now there's so many nipples. What's well, funny because had our nipples. 
it's funny because like that's the thing is that like there was that long period where like you know i mean he was a lot more buttoned down uh, they had the whole like falling out with mario goalie i bet his kids the... were younger then yeah i was just trying to draw her on model i don't know man yeah yeah, I mean, literally, that's one of her defining traits, Mark. Like, right. I think, like, if you drew her without it, you'd kind of be like, well, who is this now? I tried. Yeah. Well, you just remember... on the record now that I tried. Like, uh, we got an issue of the Savage Dragon we're going to be reviewing for a retro in the near future, and it's got, like, a, a image of Rapture, like, really iconic image with her nipples, like, really prominent. The waterbed, right? No, no, this was just her... No, the in... one with the shirt with the giant pepperonis? Yeah, exactly. Yes. There, there seem to be nipples in like every issue for forever. Was that, was that ten? That's, that's yeah, it's like ten, I think it's in ten. I think ten we're doing next. Yeah, the Jimbo issue. I'm pretty sure it's in the Jimbo issue. To be specific, though, guys, nerds. <laughs> Areola. What do you mean? Nipples erect right through shirts. Oh, is that the? Ooh. Just learned something new today. Did not Those know are that. called nerds. Mm-hmm. Not what Earth Girl has. You can, if you can see it, it's not visible through a shirt. That's a whole nother nipple. <laughs> That's a nipple of a different color. Oh, you mean oh oh? Because on Earth Girl, they poked up out of the top of her sh- top, right? Yeah, you had some yeah, under had like back. half shirt. Yeah. No, they were underneath. Yeah, her shirt didn't quite cover them, so they're peeking. Always be like some dirt. What do you feel us think about that change? Like we always just like we always just sort of like, well, that's funny. But I'm saying it's kind of like the the change is there, and now he's kind of dialed it back. But also he hasn't. Like what what do you, what do you how are you feeling about that? Well, so if, so, if Savage Dragon is anything, it's a book of change. Yes, yeah. Actually, Mark and I were talking about that a couple of days ago, and and talking about how uh, you know if you if you don't like this storyline, like wait. Wait five six issues and you you'll get something totally different. And I mean that's one of the that's one of the things that I loved about Savage Dragon from when once you kind of realize it early on, you know, from him going from his cop phase to like the SOS or whatever, and and you're like, oh, this this book is not going to be the same. And and that that's one of the things I love about. I know that in. 20 issues, you know, you have no clue what, what's going to, what kind of situation. How are you about, feeling? How are you feeling uh, about, like, the change? Like, I mean, I guess what I'm t- really stabbing at here is that, you know, the, of course we had the goddamn Game Grumps, like, Savage Dragon's porn now, and it actually literally got addressed yeah. in the book, and it's you just like, well... People. Remember that, Raven? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I... You know what? Worth telling tell us that since story. you're here. Since yeah, yeah. you're here, and I'll let you tell it. <laughs> No, it's good. You can do it. <laughs> All right, you gotta tell it right. Me and Mark were sitting at uh, this convention, you know, feeling good. He's got his like super pro spread, and we're just hanging out and like just clowning around, doodling and shit. And he, like Mark's got his Savage Dragons that his backup was in, and along comes this uh, plump youngin, you know, definitely uh, in the teen to tween age. And she's like, oh. Well, it was a savage dragon, cool. And Mark's like, "Yeah, you know, I, I did." We're we're both shocked. We're like, "You like Savage Dragon? Neat." We're like, "Yeah." Mark's like, "Yeah, I did a backup in this. It's pretty cool. You know, you can check it out and all this stuff, whatever." She's like, "Nah, I just am interested in it because I heard it was porn." Now, 
Oh, Jesus. And I was like, first of all, you little bitch. <laughs> They're like, sir, quit yelling in a library. Sorry. First of all, you little bitch. There it was. I was yeah, so I'm the same way with Rich, though. It's like if something, if you don't like something about Dragon, just, just wait. And it'll be different. Yeah. We he'll get, that that's the now. thing. We call it Eric's boredom. Like, he'll get bored. He'll move on. He'll do, he'll do something else. You Did you ever think you were going to get Walter? I mean. No, I really like that Walter uh, issue. Yeah. Yeah, that was a surprise. I, I hope they go off on like a buddy trip. Six episode, six issue. They need a whole trade by them. I think what makes them interesting is because it's a dynamic that we haven't really seen in the book before. I mean, right. that's kind of with Mister Glum, but that was a little right. bit different. Well, let's uh, let's hope that uh, Walter's not banging her in like ten issues. I mean, that's my terrible. Fe- that's my terrible feeling. Uh, but I highly doubt we'll see that since Amy is still a child. This is true, but we might see like future Amy or something in a flash forward. Which is kind of sad because, like, you got to think, like, they're saying, oh, Walter's got a child's mentality. But, like, are these animal men going to, like, die sooner than humans? I I think tigers live, like, 30 years. I mean, sure, it's fine. (laughs) You're saying there's, like, a 10 year window of banging. Tigers? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Tigers only live 10 years. Oh, dude, that's sad. Only comics, and he's half human. So he's definitely got thirty years. There you go. <laughs> so we're, we not? only have Walter for another couple, couple years before he's going to die. Then, right? Oh, I'm sure he'll die for other reasons. So I was going to say, Eric. The way Eric kills people, he's going to have his head smashed at some point. Yeah, no, Walter's Wal- going to be the one to die of natural causes. Walter and Captain Tootsie will team up and fly directly into the sun or some shit. Right. I, I think I see the, the direction of the book heading into like that Tom Strong territory. I don't know if you guys read that with you know yeah. Alan Moore kind of took more of the family approach, and you didn't know each episode you know might get a different member of the family, right? And I hope yeah. as the kids are getting older, that's what we see because I I don't know if you guys noticed it. We've talked in the FinCast a lot. It seems like each of the kids are getting their own kind of characterizations or, or little traits, you know, um, so you know. Uh, you know, Amy is kind of the lead now, but each one of them seems to 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 have a little different trait, which I hope he kind of pushes on. Except for Jack. Jack's just boring white guy. <laughs> but that Tyre. is. Ex- oh, go ahead. No, no, sir, go. I, I was. Gonna, that is really exciting to think about. So, so they're how old now? Like five, seven, like yeah. that. Five or seven, yes. Um, <laughs> so, like. In, in like, I don't know, eight to ten years, like, all those characters could either have a team or maybe they're in different cities or, you know, one of them might be dead or whatever. But, but like, having multiple uh, dragon characters kind of spread out could be really cool. Absolutely. And Do you I, guys I have, a... have a favorite? I'm going to be honest, guys. I have a hard time remembering who's who. Oh, really? The kids? Yeah, I'm terrible. Well, I'm terrible with names, but I don't. 
for the past like 100 issues or so, I'm not reading these as many times as I used to. Right. right. Like the first, like the first hundred or so, I would read them every day, and I would reread them, and then when I was done, I'd read them again. But lately, I'm I read them like once or twice, and then I just wait for the next one. I um, so I have a hard time remembering which of the dragon kids are who. I mean, I know Amy. Of course, she's the good one. Right. Then you got Maddie, the lightning one. All right, there is Maddie. Tyrone, the smart one. Jackson. I I think it's different for us, though, uh, as, like, you know, as doing the FinCast, we're kind of studying this thing before. Yeah, you have to be more on top of it. I mean, (laughs) I don't want to brag, but I retain after reading it one time. Jim has freak show level, like, he's talking about, like, that fucking JSA shit, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, clown shoe boy from the 40th dimension. Indeed. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm saying genius memory, dude. Like, I'm proud of you. Like, it's insane. Yeah, I don't retain anything. I can't remember stuff anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Mark. Like, I don't, I don't remember the things that I write for Mark, and then I'll see them in a page, and I'll be like, oh, that's awesome. You know, which is cr- convenient for me because I sometimes don't draw the things that he writes. What a team! So when he sees them, he, he won't remember that he didn't write it. A regular standing jack. You know whose crazy memory, like, it's just astounding to me is Gavin when it comes to Savage Dragon. Like the other day, I was like, you know, I was like. Regular dragon, did he, like, I know he, he kind of did those tall leaps, like, every once in a while, but every once in a great while, but I was like, Malcolm, he's like, you know, whenever he travels, he just fucking does Hulk jumps everywhere. I'm like, I, I texted Gavin, I'm like, do you remember, like, what issues, like, the regular dragon actually did those kind of Hulk jumps? Because I, I can't find one anywhere. And he was like, I didn't even take time to look it up. He just, like, responded right away. Well, that was the miniseries he did. He did that, but, uh, like, in the regular series, he did one where he was, like, uh, I forget who punched him, and he went flying, and then he kind of just jumped back on to where he was. That was like, was fighting Zeke. It wasn't Big Mummy, was it? Yeah, it was Zeke. Zeke gave him an uppercut. He, fly, he, he goes flying, and then he kind of, like, it's implied that he just jumped back. But there, there 36? God, you too, man. Listen to this guy. I told you. I don't retain anything. I told you. I retain details, but I can't remember. I couldn't never tell you an issue number, ever. Yeah. Those early ones, though, those are in my brain forever. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's why I can't remember any new stuff, is because it's all filled with, like, the first 75 issues of Savage Dragon and old uh, commercials. Yes. (laughs) For the 80s. Absolutely. That's all I got up there. But I don't know how to do that. What jingle is in your head the most from commercials from your youth? Crossfire. Uh, the animal. Remember that? I think it was a Tyco remote control. Oh, was that the claws came out of the, the, the wheel? Tires. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one gets in there a lot. It's like Tyco turbo hoppers and the animal. Freaking turbo hopper. I think it's a chip. <laughs> they were pretty crappy. So, what do you guys think of Paul Dragon? Being I love him. Like, Elaborate. I think he's great. What do you Why? like about him? Uh, I think that he's... Uh, it's nice to see a dragon again, but it's good to see someone that's not... Um, we're not expecting him to be the old dragon. 
Right. But it's good to have that kind of grandfatherly figure. And it's I like that he doesn't know. He thinks he knows what's going on, but he doesn't know shit because he's got his old uh, graphic fantasy memories. Never forget, right. Dragon has always been a dipshit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I don't think. But like, Paul's even, an like asshole. when Mako shows up, no, he's not an asshole. He's yeah. very. He seems very well-meaning. He's the stepdad that's trying to get the kids to like him. Yeah, absolutely. I love he did show up Finn. with presents, didn't he? <laughs> he doesn't seem no, to have and that. Plus, because I have no idea what's going to happen with Paul, too. I like that about him. Is there's so many different directions that he could take it, and I I have no idea where it's going. And that's my favorite thing about Dragon is when I don't have a clue about what's coming next. Mm-hmm. What about you, Rich. Uh, I'm I'm still trying to figure out. So uh, I, this is another thing that Mark and I were talking about. Like, it, and it's probably because I have such a bad memory. For me, right now, Dragon is so convoluted in its history. Like, I have a hard time keeping up. And so having Paul back kind of adds to that. And I keep every time I read an issue, as much as I enjoy it, I think. Man, if a new reader jumped in here, they've got all this like history baggage. And even though like Eric has smashed it all to you know, all all the universes smashed together and stuff, like he keeps referring to these other little weird things that that have happened that if you didn't read it before that you would probably be lost. And I'm lost. And this is from a guy who's read everything only, you know only once for most of it but i i get very confused and uh uh but again i have a super shitty so that that's probably partly on me but but having paul back like i think it's kind of cool it's interesting like he doesn't have an arm now so that's you know that's kind of cool um but yeah I, I, i don't know where it's going either so i'm 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 here for the ride. Let me let me maybe possibly give you an out, or maybe this has nothing to do with it, but sure. you do you're doing an awful lot. Do you <laughs> feel sometimes that when you get a head full of your own stuff, it's just hard to retain other shit? Dude, yeah, I I my go to is if I'm talking to anybody, I'm like I feel like I've got a head full of like oatmeal. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I I never know what's going on with anything. Like any of the stuff that I'm writing, like before I write an issue for Mark or something, like I'll have to go back and reread everything that I wrote before because I won't have a clue. What, like I have a vague memory of what I left off with. And I usually have notes lying around kind of like, uh, you know, this is kind of where I want to go with this and, and everything. But, um, but yeah, between writing Gods of Brutality and Electric Black and a couple other things that I'm working on. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. So, so Raven, that's a good segue, though. Let, let's talk about, A, Rich, your your imprint, The Black Caravan, and how that's related to Scout Comics. And, and let's get into the new book that you guys are, are working on, Gods of Brutality. So maybe we can start just, just for the listeners that don't know anything about Gods of Brutality or your imprint. Maybe give us kind of the quick elevator pitch on, on those things yeah so um uh dark uh black caravan 
is is an imprint that that my buddy Joe Schmalky and I came up with. Um, we were doing the Electric Black for Scout Comics, and um, before before we got there, um, you know the the highest sales I think were around like four or five thousand copies for a book, and Electric Black blew that out of the water with like over nine thousand copies. Wow. It's over 9,000. Awesome. So we were like super pumped and, and um, they, they pretty much let us do whatever we wanted after that. And, um, you know, we were like two or three issues in and uh, Joe and I pitched them on, Hey, what if we curated a line of horror and sci-fi comic? Would you guys be, be up for that? And they gave us the green light. And so we spent, most of the pandemic, uh, pretty much since October of two years ago, um, kind of coming up with, with how we wanted to run this, this imprint. And, um, and since then we, we, you know, we we're trying to push the envelope on, on things they'll, they'll let us do. Um, you know, we wanted to do magazines originally the electric black was supposed to be a magazine. And um, and they said no, and so we ended up doing a magazine now that it's our imprint, and um, and that did okay, and so other books are doing magazines now, and uh, like we we decided we're gonna do like a an artist edition thing. That's something that I always wanted to do, and so our Phantom Star Killer is uh, coming out as as like an artist edition type book pretty soon. And um, Phantom Starkiller is a, a toy line that Joe had done some some art for some blister pack for, and we we talked to to Peter Gorl, the the guy who created Phantom Starkiller, and said, "Hey, this would be a great comic. Why don't you come on board and we'll develop a comic for you?" And and now that is the top selling book, and that that blew that was almost twenty thousand copies, and it's going to its fourth printing. Nice. So, like, Everything that we do has been super successful. It's been really, really cool. But then we get to, you know, we get to look through all this content and and find little gems here and there uh, that that we want to kind of promote and develop and, and into a line. And uh, it's also a, a playground for for me to do whatever I want. So uh, one of the first things that you know I wanted to do was Mark and I have have had what three this is our third project we worked on together like i think so i think it's our third one yeah and uh this is the first one that's actually gone beyond what like five pages (laughs) two or three pages yeah yeah so so uh i can't exactly remember how how did i pitch this to you mark do you remember kinda well it was a couple it was a couple years ago yeah yeah I, you were like, hey, are you working on any comics? And I said, no. And you said, well, you should. And uh, I had some ideas of stuff that I was going to do on my own. This was, I think, before Scout and all that stuff. Yeah, probably. And you're like, if you need help writing it, I will help write it for you. Because um, you just wanted to see me draw some comics. I did. And then you every couple months you'd check in. you say, hey, how's your comic doing? And I said, oh, yeah, I haven't started it yet. <laughs> And then you check back in. How's your comic doing? I said, I haven't started it yet. And then you checked in and you said, hey, 
here's five ideas for a comic that we should do. Which one of these ideas do you think is good that I will write and then you will draw? And if you don't like any of those ideas, you know, I'll come back tomorrow with seven more. And one of them was, I think, God's of Brutality. Sure, that's, Saint. that's pretty much where it, where it came from, is because I don't know how to write, and Rich wants me to produce stuff, so... I think the only time I've ever gotten pages done is when Rich has been kicking me in the ass to get stuff done. So is God's brutality? Give us give us a quick pitch on, on what what's behind that like the story. I mean, we we've uh, the hosts have have read uh, the preview copies, but just for the listeners out there, what, what's the quick pitch on that? Want to give it to him, Rich? Sure. Eighties um, metal god Nick Dillon. Um, Dies, goes to hell, prays to be saved from hell, and uh, Odin and Zeus send down Thor and Hercules to save him. And so the the entire comic is just going to be those three in hell trying to get out of hell. And, uh, we're, you know, we have several volumes kind of in our heads, but... um. But yeah, the 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 first the first story arc is is really focused on just kind of get to know the characters a little bit and um and uh, explore hell a little. Just super fun because your hell is like anything goes. You know, you got people from all different eras, so you know whether it's people from modern day or barbarians or whatever it is, mixed up with all sorts of fantastic creatures and. Just, you know, absurd things going on, which it's so much fun. That first issue it blew me away. Um, Thank you, know, you. People that are fans of Savage Dragon are going to love the artistic aesthetic that Mark brings to it. I mean, we're talking like if you like Kirby or Larson type gods and, you know, you like, you know, funny ass kind of dark comics with lots of violence. I mean, this is. This is it. I can't imagine a Savage Dragon fan not enjoying the hell out of this comic. Uh, it's it's just well written, very funny, very exciting. Like I, I'm so stoked. I mean, for me, I love heavy metal, and so that was right up my alley. I love you know fantastic comics about gods and 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 just craziness. So, um, and that and that's kind of what what you know know knowing Mark. You know his love of Savage Dragon, my love of Savage Dragon. It, it was kind of a no-brainer to to push it in that it, in back when Savage Dragon had a lot more. Well, even now, it has like off-the-wall shit that just kind of happens, and you're like, "Whoa, where'd that come from?" Um, in the in the second issue, the 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 opening splash, um, we have the three Bane characters running at running at you. And um, and behind them, they're just being chased by demons and stuff, and and they have all kinds of shit coming at them. And I remember writing in the in on the page description like, throw a baby in there. <laughs> and sure enough, like Mark Mark has this baby like flying through the air with arrows and tires and all kinds of other weird shit. But yeah, like we, I I like to write to what the artist wants to draw. And kind of form a story around the fun stuff. So every once in a while, I'll just ask Mark, "What do you want to draw?" 
do you want to draw a big monster doing blah 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 like what do you want to do and then i try to write around that yeah and that's real nice too because a lot of writers um they'll come up to you and say hey i've got this idea for a comic that i want you to draw and then you read it and it sucks and uh But Rich, you know, he gives me, it makes me feel like I have some kind of say in what's going on, which is very nice of him, even though um, ultimately I have no input, I think. <laughs> well, do, I don't know if Mark will be embarrassed by this or not, but it, I'm going to say it anyway. It, All right. When we first started this, he's like, I just, I don't, I want to, I don't want to do a lot of talking and like, <laughs> right. or, I don't want to do a lot of boring, like, build up to a story. I just want to do action. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And then, of course, the first, like, four or five pages is just a boring interview with the... (laughs) (laughs) Between, between like, a guy from Rolling Stone and and a rock star. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, but, like, I have (laughs) to set this up. Like, there has to be some setup. I, I promise after this, it'll be, like, cool stuff and action. There's still some yeah. cool stuff in there to draw. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just enough, too, because you, you get through that first issue, and it's like you, you, you got to build up that back story. And so I'm like, you know, you see the cover, and I'm like, man, like, I saw preview pages. This thing's supposed to be, like, rollicking in hell. And I'm like, all right, you know, he's having this interview, and I'm like, oh, man, this is kind of slogging a little bit. And then you turn the page to the double-page thread. I mean, you just get that, that exposition out in the front, Get a yeah. little background, and then it's just a nonstop ride. And then I hit the end, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, this is it! Like, I need more pages now. Like, it just leaves you hungry for like the next thing." And, and you know, all your covers are posted for the first four issues. Yeah. And each cover looks better than the next to me. And you know, I've seen some of the additional preview pages that you posted from two. There's this one double splash that you posted, Rich, on Facebook. Yeah. Where they're right, like you know, inside a building or something you know, the big windows and stuff. It's like one of the best pages I've ever seen Mark draw. Like it, it was amazing. There's yeah. so much to look at. It's so much eye candy. It's like, I'm really stoked to, 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 to see that how people react to this because I mean, I, I just, I had a lot of fun with issue one and just the art is, is blowing me away. Um, well, issue two is a lot better. It is. It's even more action. Yeah, every it's every like, issue is getting better, and I don't want to sound like I'm trying to pitch something, but um, I, I mean, I'm like a lot of artists. I don't, I'm not super happy with my own art, hmm. but I feel like every issue it's getting, it's getting a lot better to look at. There's more stuff going on. Uh, one of these days I'll get to read them. If Rich will script them, but um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's all kinds of good stuff. The first issue is good, but it gets better. And it's to the point now where I've been living with issue one for so long that I hate every single page. Well, and that's one of the really other really cool things is like seeing Mark develop over over these four issues over the last like year. Um, like he's doing really cool inking things now that every time he sends me a page, I'm like just studying. Man, he did he got this really cool effect when he did whatever you know. Um, and, uh, so as a, as a fellow artist, I'm loving seeing, he's just getting better and better with, and Mark puts so much thought into like the design of the page and everything. It's, it's really, really cool for me 
as as a fan of as a fan of Mark's work, which is the whole reason I wanted to work with him. Like I was just like I love his stuff so much. I want I you know somebody needs to be working with him, and I was the lucky one. I'm gonna uh, kiss both your asses like crazy here, <laughs> because like here's the thing is like me and Jim both have been on this like it's felt like a competition at times, just snapping up brand new series. And so I've been reading a lot of number ones, um, you know, post Americana, uh, homesick pilots, uh, radiant black, um, God, goddamn Do national you have a kaiju one that came national out? anthem. Yeah. Um, ultra mega, ultra mega. Yes, yeah. That's awesome. And I will say that I feel like this first issue, uh, stands right next to ultra mega. As as one of my most favorite fucking number ones that I've read this year. Oh, hey. Rich, and did you hear that? I, I did. I, better <laughs> than Homesick sort of Pilots. About us. Better than Homesick Pilots, which was a critical darling. Like people were losing their goddamn nut over that. And better than like Radiant Black by a goddamn mile. Yeah, Radiant Black's first issue isn't great as far as first issues go. Better uh, than Post Americana's first issue. Like uh, I'm, and, t- I'm not going to go as far as Raven because I'm an honest person, uh, but I think no, it's, I, I, th- I think I think uh, Gods of Retelli's first issue is at least as good as Post Americana, but I hate well, to high praise. But uh, Ultra Mega does have the benefit of being double length, so it does. It's a it's hard amazing. act to follow. Yeah, yeah. If you could get James Heron to draw this book for you, Richard, be a lot better. Well, <laughs> my first choice. No, but here's the thing. <laughs> to, to tie it in, I know it was too. <laughs> to tie it into the schmooze, though. Here's the thing: is like, all right. So, what what I'm saying though is that, like, all right. Like, I've been following this journey, like maybe longer than maybe the only person following this journey longer than me is like you two. Sure. Because, My wife. because yeah. Or, okay, there you go. Right. But like, Mark sends me this thing, and I'm like, God damn, what is this? And he's like, oh, it's Gods of Brutality. And I'm like, what? That, what the fuck? That name is great, dude. What is, what's going on? And now, mind you that, like, I had been to this convention. The reason why I went to this convention was because Mark, you know, he was like, hey, come up, do this comic convention. And I'm like, cool. I get up there, and here's this guy. He'd done the Savage Dragon backup, which I thought was fucking incredible. And... And I get up there, and his table's just full of this incredible fucking art. And I'm like, Mark, I'm like, what are you doing, dude? I was I was like, like, what is next? Like, what is your savage dragon? Like, what's in your head? And he's like, nothing. He's like, he's like I'm just getting rid of this shit, and then I'm probably done. And I was like, what? I'm like, god damn, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, bro, I was like, I mean, do what you gotta do. I said, but like... You should do something, I said, because you're, like, fucking really talented, man. And you're like, hmm, I don't know, maybe I will, I don't know, whatever. And, like, <laughs> and then Rich walks in. <laughs> yeah, and and so here's the thing, and so, like, for Rich, like, so, you know, like, Mark had talked about Rich a lot, and, like, I was like, okay, cool, well, I'll get this Johnny Raygun thing, and Sergeant Werewolf as well, cool. And I read those, and both of those were just filled with that Savage Dragon fun. Both of them were filled with kind of that like wacky, cartoony, but just like really entertaining, but like adult and like gory. And I was like, man, you know, this guy, 
you know, Rich knows what the fuck he's doing. Like, he can make a good-ass comic. And then, like, when I learned that you two were making this comic together, I was like, oh, dude, this shit's going to be a home run. Like, no matter what. And so when I finally got to read issue one, like, yesterday, I was just <laughs> like, I was like, god damn, dude, this is truly a nice fucking product. This is a good comic. People who just... Um, and I say that because like I criticized Radiant Black because it felt like it was written for TV like it, I could feel like this guy wanted this to be converted to a Netflix live action, live action there was, series there was a lot of talking heads and the threat that it uses to introduce the main character's abilities was uh, had no stakes is basically yeah. my problem with it and and, and oh Oh, another series crossover. I was like, ugh, this feels like this is meant for TV. <laughs> I, on the other hand, thought that was pretty good, but I don't. I can understand why you wouldn't like it, Raven. Donnie Cates? Sorry, baby. <laughs> you didn't do it. But, like, the thing is, is that, like, what I mean is when I read a comic, I want it to take advantage of the medium, and I feel like uh, Gods of Brutality is a comic, man. Indeed. It fires on all cylinders. It's got that unlimited budget. And, it's definitely yeah. written for comics. It's it's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. That's definitely one of the things I mean because we we have that savage dragon mentality in our DNA, like I I, I don't care if this is ever I mean it'd be awesome if it was a cartoon or a movie or whatever, but ultimately I just want to do a kick ass comic. And and like you said, it's like it's unlimited budget and I've got got a dude who will draw anything. So, um, so Anything? like, pretty much. I mean, he's gonna ask us to draw feet. <laughs> we'll we'll definitely have to have like a feet issue where there's just like these these foot fetish dudes in hell that that are all in leather except for their feet. And Mark, get on that. Let's go. Find some character. I, I gotta learn how to draw feet first. <laughs> Like the guys that look like the original uh, Beast from X Men. Right, <laughs> exactly. All ladies. That, that's that's the greatest thing I think about this. Well, not the greatest, but one of the great things about this comic is that your setting invites anything and everything, and it's not like, oh, this is too much. They're in hell. You know what I mean? Like you can have demons, you can have pirates, you can have whatever you want. And it's not yeah. too much because the setting, you know, invites it. You know, you almost need to have over-the-top stuff. Like, you know, one of my criticisms of Spawn is like, man, Spawn's in hell and you know, it's just boring. But you guys, like, you know, looking at that splash and, and looking at the characters that you have in there, it's like take advantage of, like, what you could do with a setting like hell and 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 run with it. And, yeah. And, you know. That's it's awesome. That's definitely so. Like with Johnny Raygun, the whole reason Matt and I were doing Johnny Raygun is because a long time ago I read a quote that is attributed to John Byrne, and it was something to the effect of like they don't want me to do X Men, so I'm going to do my own X, you know. And so he did Next Men, and I've, I've always thought that that was genius. Like if if you know. If I'm not going to do my favorite characters for for the big two, then I'm going to do my own versions with my own spin on. And uh, and Johnny Reagan was that 
that love letter to Silver Age comics and Savage Dragon. And so we built a, I wanted to build a world and, and same thing with Gods of Brutality. I wanted to build a world where I could do anything like anything that my, a lot of times, um, I'll write something in a script and I can just feel Mark going, that's not logical. Like, trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like that. He's trying to figure out like the science behind it. Like, like the lava queen that's going to end up in issue four. Like, <laughs> We were going back and forth on the character design, and I was drawing her with hair, and, and I and I sent him a message. I'm like, I know I can hear you right now. You saying, like, why does she have hair? Won't that burn up? And I'm like, just fucking do it. Like, it's, it's, it's it doesn't matter. It's pumice. Right, right. It could be made out of I was definitely typing that message to you before you sent it. Just fucking do it. Just do it. It doesn't need to. It doesn't need to be logical. That's what I'm learning. <laughs> Nothing has to make sense. Nah, dude. Rule of cool. As long as it's cool, don't fucking worry about it. Right. So, when does um, Gods of Brutality come out in stores, and how do people order that? I mean, I think it's up in previews. It came up this month, right, or last month? Yeah, it's in previews right now. Um, previews and uh, and Lunar. If you guys use if comic shops use are using Lunar distribution, um, it's in either of those. Um, it'll be out in July, and um, we have like a huge rollout for for number ones from Black Caravan in July. We've got my my partner Joe Schmalky's book, We Don't Kill Spiders, which he did everything on, wrote it, drew it. I think the only thing he didn't do was letter it. Um, and then, uh, and then the sequel to Phantom Star Killer, Draco Knuckle Dust, is, is gonna be out in July, too. So it's like we have three huge number ones launching. It's gonna be really, really. Rich, that's so awesome. I mean, you've always been a hustler. You know, I've always like seen you at conventions. Always have a, a new project. Or there was like Johnny Reagan. I know you're working with. Uh, Kira, the the alien jungle girl with Craig yeah. Russo, is a crazy talent. Um, always doing like variant covers and stuff like that. But man, I'm so proud of like the success that you've had. Like, yeah, that, that's pretty awesome. I mean, I, I didn't realize until like I think it was like a month ago or or maybe less that that imprint was that you were co-publisher or co-owner of that imprint, the Black Caravan imprint. So, um success that you're seeing with that is it's pretty awesome and it seems like it's finally you know it's really paying off for you like after a, a lot of years you know in the business and working hard um thanks man i appreciate cool yeah and it was really nice that i could just kind of slip in there <laughs> with very little effort it's all who you know right to ride those coattails <laughs> so I, so there's only one question that matters to me will it be available digitally when it comes out um, not immediately, no. I, the Scout is working on their digital distribution game. Um, I know that they have stuff through Comixology and a bunch of, and a, and a couple other digital formats. Um, but I don't think, like, on launch day it's going to be available. I, I know they're still working out how all that stuff works on their end, and it's, you know, Scout's Scout's growing super fast. Um, you know, we besides uh Black Caravan, they've they've launched a couple other imprints. 
um, and a toy lot, like a toy company. What? And yeah, yeah. That there's going to be Gods of Brutality toys eventually. Out. Yes, um, dude. Yes. Yeah. We like we're going balls to the wall just as fast as we can with as much shit as we can. Um, it, it's hurt. it's awesome to be part of it. Um, but. But like the digital thing is kind of uh, unfortunately a, a victim of of the 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 super fast growing success because um, you know we're all focused in so many different places it's hard to to keep up with all those places and so um, I think digital is one that they're working on it's just not keeping up necessarily with uh, with every. All right. Good, good. We'll, we'll have to send them to you, Jim. Yeah, I, I, I will have to figure out a way to get my hands on them. Then I will definitely send you PDFs, just <laughs> right. just to, to keep you in the loop at least See, until. It seems like a huge market, though. I mean, for a comic book company, like they they need to tap into that. Yeah. You know, especially if comics are your bread and butter. You know, like well, they just launched. So uh, James Hake, the president of of Scout, just launched. This is another kind of um, subsidiary. It's not really a subsidiary of Scout, but it's running along the same lines of Scout. Um, it's a thing called Comic Tag, and it's basically a digital download, but we wanted to have some sort of collector thing with it. So it's kind of like trading cards. So you would buy, like, this little... It's it's about the size of a credit card. Um, and on, on the inside is a, is a digital download for it, but there's like exclusive covers to these kind of like trading cards. Again, it's kind of to bring the collectability to the digital market. So he's working on that stuff right now. And I think there's some of those available. I'm not a hundred percent, because I'm not involved with that. Part. I don't know a lot of, um, um, that I would be interested to, to get Jim's, uh, opinion on those. Uh, how do I be delicate about this? The whole reason we, for me, anyway, the whole reason we got into digital as our primary is to get away from the collectability. It's not something I think the average digital reader wants or needs. Sure. Just sell me the comic. That's <laughs> literally as easy as it is. You know what? You can throw away that little card after you digitally download it. Yeah. I'll take it. Send it to me. Yeah. I'll put it in a pile. <laughs> Do so, we have, Rich, um, do we have any news to share about covers, or are we not sharing that yet? Oh, um, I, can cut I don't any, think I can, I'm supposed to talk I can, about I can, I can okay. cut anything out. We, don't, we, okay. we won't. Yeah. We can tell it, them off mic. I, I can tell you off mic. Ooh, I love do, teasing the listeners. For you guys. You listeners. <laughs> but I, will say, I will say this, though. Um, one of the pinups that we're going to be having was... Um, Yes. We're getting D Fish to do one for us. Yes. Ooh. And she sent me uh, a layout of what she's got planned, and it looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Like, I almost quit the book. And I was like, you know, it's D's book now. You guys D are doing very, very good. Though. Yeah, D's great. And uh, some there's this guy that does these uh, web comics, too, that should be doing one for us. It's like Raven's. Yeah, I, I hear he's supposed to do one. I, I yeah, he look said he was going to do one. That. Guy's a slacker. He doesn't answer messages very often. Hold of him. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I had his phone number or something. Think. I really quiet over there. The secret <laughs> to it is pizza. Is that 
now that I have gotten rid of the huge albatross that was around my neck, yes. you, boys, <laughs> you boys have all my attention, I promise you. <laughs> you, you I'm, I'm going to deliver. My goal is to make D's piece look like shit. That, that is, wow. Old statement right there. And I like and, it. Check it out. Problem. Check it out. I'm going to go on record right now. Ooh. Not worried about it. I got it. Be good. I, I got cannot it. not be bullshitting. It's gonna be great, whatever you do. It is. Yeah. Um. I I'll just honestly, that. sorry, like legit, like didn't want no, to. I um. I didn't want to like shit a little thing out quick. I didn't want to Frank Cho you guys. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Because, He'll never live it down. Is, I mean, sorry, but you know what we do in life echoes in eternity. Um, but basically, That's really nice. did you just come up with that <laughs> off the top of my uh, Roman helmet? Like, That's really profound. Thank you. Uh, I basically just had like, if if I had done something, it would have been shitty. And like, I really, uh, like I said, I've been watching this baby grow from the primordial ooze to like the beautiful, like fucking hell warrior that it is now. And I just didn't want to fucking phone it in, guys. I just really wanted to deliver. And so, yeah, my dance card's uh, clearing up, and I'm going to blow your fucking balls off in the next few weeks. Awesome. Well, I think I can speak for both of us um, when I say thank you for not sending us your shitty art. That's true. <laughs> That's oh, I refuse. I, I got a rule. Like, never put shitty art out because you got to live with it. Yeah. See, Mark, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Mark and I had this conversation. He's like, here's a list of guys I'd love to have do pinups for us. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Shit, shit. Okay, all right, but hear me out. What would you rather have in the back of a book? Like some cool art that kind of sucks? Or I would, like an ad? I would rather have blank pages or like my butthole printed on there. I, 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 I hate... I've had... I've had one one piece that I absolutely regret ever printing in a book, and I won't say who did it or what it was. Johnny Raygun mummy. Well, that was the second piece that wasn't great, but <laughs> I kept going back to you anyway. He's like, "Hey, I wanted I want to be Mike Mignola," and I'm like, "That's not what I signed up for." But <laughs> also, it wasn't very good. But um, every time I look at that book, I'm like, I can't believe. I printed that pinup in the back of that book, and I'm so angry about it still. Yeah, and I yeah. never, I never want to do that again. Nope, you gotta always put your best foot forward because whatever the fuck you put out there could be like what somebody, how their exposure is to you. Right. So, so like, oh yeah, shitty. One of my favorite parts about going through all the retro Savage Dragon issues is just seeing all the janky ass jank 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 pinups. <laughs> yeah. I think that's part of the experience. Don't you want to be part of that experience? You know, so here's the other thing I I look at. And it's kind of the same way I approach. I I know Raven's not a big, like, Marvel movie fan. But the the way that I look at these movies, any movie at this point, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, whatever. If you don't like this one. In five years, there's going to be another one. So Marvel and DC are going to just keep pumping this shit out forever, right? Yes. 
with Gods of Brutality, I have no idea how many issues we're actually going to get, and I want every single one of them to be a fucking dime. And because we're only putting out, like, four a year, um, like, I, I always feel like we have time to put invest the best that we can into all these. And that's kind of like, that goes across the board for Black Caravan. Like, I personally design each book for the most part. Um, because I want the, des- like, even the design to be nice on each book. Um, just because I want to, anything that has my name on it, I want it to have, like, at least a certain level. And so, that I, I totally get it, because, you know, I was those janky pinups in Savage Dragon. I totally right. get it. But My first pinup four- was in, what, Super Patriot? That thing looks like shit. I like it. <laughs> but it was, <laughs> you know, Robert Kirkman had no, uh, no reason to publish any anything that I drew. But it was real nice to see it in there, and it felt really good. But um, Rich, you have like, I'm not saying they're janky at all. I'm saying, Rich, you have a ton of pinups and a bunch of early image stuff. Whether it was, uh, uh, you're in Kirkman book, right? Or no, you're in Invincible. Invincible, you were in Fear Agent, Tom Scholey's book. What was that one based on the um, oh, God, something. video game? Oh, shit. The Freedom, Freedom, Freedom Force. Force. Yeah, you did the Wood God guy. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did. We, Savage Dragon, that, of course. That's all really thanks to Matt Talbot because before then, before I met Matt, like, I. I had no idea you could just like reach out to these creators and be like, Hey, I've got a, a pinup that I did. Would you print it? And you know, Matt had already done at least one pinup for, for Savage Dragon when I had met him. And, um, was this like, the, the event that Avengers one? Uh, no, this was before that. So, or he, he might've had that one too, but it was the, um, like the old, powers of spider-man kind of thing but it was the powers of dragon oh right i can't remember what issue that was in but but that was like one of the first things that i saw from matt which you know 68 yeah matt matt and i live in the same town (laughs) matt lives like three blocks from me and we never get to see each other anymore but um but when i first met him was at a local comic shop and he was doing a a like how to color digital thing and nobody was there and it was so i walked in with my family and um and i was like oh i want to meet this this guy and then i, I look he's got pinups and stuff and like oh he likes savage dragon and then we started talking about kirby and he's like i've got he had like a backpack with him that had like all these kirby collectors in him i don't know why he was just carrying them around but he was and um and <laughs> i'm like well, you probably <laughs> I'm like, I knit, my son's middle name is Kirby. Like, I love Kirby. And we just kind of hit it off. But he really was the one who kind of let me know, like, hey, you can just, you can reach out to these guys. And sometimes they respond and sometimes they don't. So he and I really took advantage of that and kind of just gunshots, you know, spread everywhere as, as many different places as we could. And and a lot of times it worked out, and we had some failures too. Like uh, there's there's a whole story about Fear Agent that I can't really get into over here because I'll, I'll get oh, angry. 
But Tales uh, for the Fear Agent. <laughs> yes, Tales for the Fear Agent. That um, story also involves uh, somebody on the toilet. Yes, that was it, with the shark, right? The, the sewer shark. The toilet shark. Characters on yeah. toilets that nobody wants to publish. Yeah, I, it, it's so weird. I don't know. I don't get it. But you know what? Yeah, I get it. By the way, I do have some notes on the script for Gods of Brutality Four. More toilet scenes, or the, yeah, the toilet scene I didn't like. Damn it, <laughs> ill toilets. But yeah, so like we we kind of shot everywhere just just trying to get a little bit of exposure because I don't even think we got comps or anything. But um, but we were happy to, we were just happy to be in book. So I I get I get the idea of 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 putting kind of unknown talent in a book. I just I just want to make sure that we've got a lot of luck. So you have an ash can that's available right now. I know that from the way I have a copy, but you can get that right now. Like for listeners that want a sneak peek, there's I think it's like five bucks for like the I guess you would you call it an ash can? It's more like a preview comic. Yeah, we we called it a demo. It's the the yeah. scout calls it scout calls it an ash can, but yeah, it's it's um, yeah, it's like eight pages maybe, and uh, it's a little 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 preview. It's very different though than the for for anybody that's seen it. We we really wanted to treat it kind of like a an old zine or something. Um, so so we colored it totally different than than what the uh, the final version is going to be, and actually. After I colored it that way, I was kind of considering, like, oh, maybe the whole book should be this way, because it was kind of cool. But um, but Mark's stuff is so beautiful in, like, that full color. I didn't want I didn't want to screw Mark out of that, having having a book that, that looked really, really good. Yeah, I need some cool coloring to hide a lot of my mistakes. Guys, listeners, like, he's full of shit, dude. Like, his art is so good, and he's, like, the hardest motherfucker on his own self. Yes, he is. Right. Well, I'm ready. You know, you know, if, if somebody doesn't like my art, well, guess what? Nobody hates it more than me. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, please, if you're listening to this, like, that's self-appreciating humor. Like, <laughs> he's joking. Like, this works. <laughs> your fucking balls uh, so hard, they shoot out of your throat. And replace your eyes. It's beautiful. Yep. Yeah, some of it's all right. <laughs> it's TNT, dude. Issue two is going to be a lot better, though. And then issue three is going to be better. And then hopefully issue four is better. Yeah, yeah. That's what you want to hear. You want to hear exactly. that the creative team is excited. You want to hear that they feel like they're building. And like, Rich, the scene where you guys, like Craig was like, oh, this is a slog. Bro, yeah. that scene to me was cherry on top. Aww. Because, here's the thing, everything is fucking fantastic, but then when I finished it, I was like, oh shit, but what's that referring to? Oh! Right, right. Yeah, like, oh. We, we really tried to, with that with that intro, there's a lot of stuff going on there that doesn't, it's not going to pay off for a very long. But there, there are things in there that I'm hoping, once you get to the end, and you reread like the end, like ten volumes from now, and you reread that first scene, that you're like, oh shit, that was there the entire time. Yeah, I can tell. What's funny mm-hmm. is I know when I'm reading one of those scenes, I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna be crazy in a bit. Nice. 
It's good, dude. It's good. Yeah, and, and when I was referring to slog, I was like, in my head, I'm like, if if I turn the page and there's more talking heads, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, what's going on? It's just enough that you turn that page and you're just like, oh shit! Like, you know, this is that double page splash, which I won't yeah. spoil. Yeah, it hits, hits it right the, mo- the the right moment there. Huh? Yeah, right. you get up the top of that hill and the roller coaster just dives down, and then it's nonstop to the end, and then you're left like, oh man, what's next? It's like but, you know, what's that. That's really what I was hoping for is to kind of give people a sense of, oh, this is a very reality based. This is the same comic that we've seen a million times. Like we're going to see a bunch of guys talking, blah, 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 metal stuff. And, and then boom, the explosion right in your face. Like, oh shit, I came. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. That was my fault. It's not premature. I always say, I always tell people, that's not premature, that's like bonus. (laughs) We call that the opening salvo. I like that. It it tricks like 50% of them. Guys. 50% of them believe it. Ooh, impressive. Yeah, just give me, give me a minute. (laughs) How about I work on you a minute? <laughs> what are we even talking about right now? I Comics, Craig. Comics. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dude, I totally... We, If anything, we need to get out of this. I need, like, a Gods of Brutality concert t-shirt. Can, yes. can we get one of those? Yeah, Mark should be coming. Yeah, Mark has worked okay. on that. that. That's another... Thing. So, this, I, guess, I guess this is kind of a something that, that nobody knows yet, so this is kind of an exclusive for this is... Our plan is is the at least for the week, maybe two weeks. We haven't decided on a timeline yet. That that God's launches that week, and at least into the following week, we're gonna have an exclusive T-shirt that's only available for that short period. And uh, and then once 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 it's gone, it's never gonna be printed again, uh, and all the good. Stuff. So. Um, yeah, we were thinking about how, so Mark's got a front done to it. We just have to put together, did you do the tour part yet? No, not yet. So we got to do like a back tour, like fake tour list of Gods of Brutality. And we, Mark and I had talked about. It's going to be all the cities that have our favorite comic shops, I think. Is that what we Right, (laughs) exactly. Everyone who's uh, Rich Woodall friendly. Very cool. Blue Hen Comics, I can see on the back. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. We get Captain Blue Hen and Double Midnight and Cards Comics and Collectibles and Jetpack, Merrimack Comics and all that. Be awesome. But we also talked about like having having actual music and having like tribute bands. But but that's that's a little further in the future. I think we got to get Dale Kalen. Yeah, I want the book to come out first. <laughs> Hopefully somebody likes it. <laughs> exactly. There, there is a Spotify playlist for Gods of Brutality, if anybody's No. Interested. Are you yeah. serious? Really hard on it. Yeah, yeah. We we both contributed. So there's uh there's Mark music and then there's my music, and it's kind of stuff that inspired the book. Fucking Did you a. put Pit Crew on there? No. <laughs> a Pit Crew? No, there's no okay. Pit Crew, I'm sorry. Is Pit Crew on Spotify? I want to check that. Any Spice Girls? It's no. Mostly, it's songs inspired by the Spice World movie. 
Thank you. <laughs> Good enough. I'll take it. Exactly. It's a winger. A bunch of winger. Ton, like half, at least two oh, albums. Some Nelson. <laughs> it's cool. Meatloaf. <laughs> there. No, there's not. I, I had to double. I can dig Meatloaf. I'm all right with Meatloaf. He sang about about out of hell. Yeah, his albums were pretty metal. I will say that when when Mark sent me his list, I I was like, I've never heard of any of these. Bands. I'm gonna start listening. But they were awesome. Mark, who did you design the main character after? How, who did you design Nick after? Uh, he was a little bit of Glenn Danzig. Um, oh, yeah. And, like, his outfit was inspired by Manowar. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Should be right up the alley for a, a comic like this. Totally. <laughs> and I ask, with your grand schemes... Are you are you planning to do like an Ed Pisker and like fucking name drop like Gene Simmons and then send him an issue and hope he puts like a picture on Instagram of him <laughs> reading it or something? I hope not. <laughs> not Gene, but you know, fucking Glenn. Glenn. Well, Danzig's a huge comic fan. I for sure. With with this this person who is doing a secret cover for us, it is possible that Danzig might. That's, what a that's, tease! That's about all. Go. That's about all I can tease out. Did you see you guys talking about doing variants? Is that what it, like you're doing a bunch of variants for issue each issue or issue one or? Yeah, or you, it, you you have one at least that's known for like you buy ten right. There's like the the alternate mark cover. Yeah, there's a there's a one in ten right now. Mark Mark has done, I think, um, what probably five covers for issue one. Yeah, five or I, six, yeah. We 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 just had a, a a thing where some of them might not be used, but we, we will they will not go unused. It's they'll they'll definitely at least at the very least be in a trade, if not used in uh, some other way down the road. But um, but yeah, there's 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 at least four or five for the first issue, and we keep having um, stores come in. We've got a couple other stores that are, uh, you know, Joe, Joe Schmalky is going to be doing uh, a cover for us. And, uh, and we've got a couple others that are, that are, that are coming in. So it's going to be the covers that Joe's cool. been doing lately. have been so good. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the, just the design of them. It just looks so awesome. I can't wait to see what he does with, with this. It's probably going to look something like a, uh, like those old posters. He's been doing those lately. For, uh, yeah, was it Cherry Cherry Blackbird? Is that what it's called? Cherry Blackbird, yeah, yeah, that stuff looks awesome. Yeah, he's he's really good, and it's it's gonna be. I'm excited to see what he comes up with. Ooh. This is exciting. Like you know, I mean, July will be here before we know it. And I can't believe like we're already heading into the summer. Well, it's crazy, and uh, you know, we're gonna start seeing this in in full color and in, in print. In our hands, and, and you know, one thing I, I do enjoy, like like Savage Dragon, it's like one thing to see it digitally, but I feel like when I have it in my hands, the colors just pop in print, and so I'm really stoked to like 
have a copy of this in my hands to see what the colors look like because yeah, they me look pretty, too. pretty vibrant digitally. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so a cool. weird sort of a thing, but like, you know, when the work is reduced, it gets sharper. And so there's a weird effect where for some reason to me, shit looks better in print than it does mm-hmm. on a screen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm also going to try to convince Mark to let us do an artist's edition of Gods of Brutality. I don't know if he'll... I'm going to keep it in black and white. We'll do a digest size. Yeah. Digest size. 11, 11 by 17, black and white. Strip it down. It'll be beautiful. We'll reduce it down to like those comics that you get with Bazooka Joe. <laughs> Just oh. unfold it in wax paper. It'll look great. Those little <laughs> yeah. That'll be awesome. Well, cool. I I mean, I don't, do you have anything else you guys want to talk about this comic coming out that that's related or uh, do you rich have anything any other projects kind of in the pipeline you want to shout out yeah who uh, are the swamp dogs that's my question what's that i can't talk about the swamp the swamp dogs are a top secret project that's who coming out in october um yeah it's it's uh it's that's another black caravan title that can't that one the the creative team wanted to do this mystery build up to to their book being launched and uh and so it's the first time we've we've tried to do it i don't know how successful we are at it but like we're we're putting out little teaser images every week uh i put a, i sent a, a bunch of comic shops um bookmarks we printed up bookmarks saying who are the swamp dogs um so we're kind of trying to you know, do do little different things with that, and kind of see what works. And if it works, maybe we'll try it again with another title, or you know, take whatever we learn from it. And on. what what does the convention season look like to you guys this year? Like, are you seeing things opening up with people getting vaccinated, or like are things still kind of limping along? Like, are you planning on doing any kind of conventions to promote? Or yeah, I've got, I've got a couple. Um, I've got a couple local ones um, that I've signed up for starting, I think, either next next month. I think next month is the first one, um, and it's a lo- little small local thing. But um, but free comic book day in August, and uh, I know Baltimore. I'm planning on going to. Um, there's a Rhode Island show. I think I'm signed up for. So like, there's when's Baltimore. Baltimore is going to be October too. Wait, you said cool. you said you got a Rhode Island con you're going to. Yep, yep. Um, what well, is it? Rhode Island Comic Con. You could hear both of the boys perk up as you were in their <laughs> neck of the woods. <laughs> yeah, Rhode Island Comic Con. I I want to say that's either September or November. It's in the fall sometime. And then there's a, a Bangor, uh, Maine comic convention. Um. So I, I'm linking you one that I'd want you oh, to look at at some terrific. point. Yeah, I have not been. I've never been to that one. Terrificon is awesome. It is a true comic con. Raven it can attest. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's like, and it's in a casino, so it feels like the casino looks like the goddamn Avengers headquarters. So it's like you're in fucking Avengers HQ in a comic con. It's That's crazy awesome. as shit. I will. I'll definitely check that out. 
I mean, it's in July, so it might be a little late, but uh, sure. I'd send sure. that link your way. No, thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, Mark, well, I, have, you... uh, I have nothing planned. <laughs> is the Erie Comic Con still kind of coming back, or is that kind of done with COVID for a while? No, they didn't have one this year. They did it virtually. Um, uh, otherwise, I would have had Raven up here. I gotta make it up there next time they do that. Because we need to get those pizza logs, dude. Bro, let me tell you, if you never had an eerie pizza log, your shit just ain't been lived. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's incredible. That sounds a bit... Describe a pizza log. I mean, I've got something in my head, but what is that? It's like a pizza egg roll. Oh, nice. That's pretty much all it is. It's just an egg roll with pepperoni cheese and some marinara sauce. And as simple as that sounds, it tastes fantastic. That sounds gonna, pretty good. I'm just going to go up there to hit up the Tim Hortons. <laughs> yeah, we have plenty of those. Bastard. No, I have nothing planned. I usually, I, I haven't gone to shows in a long time. I used to go to Pittsburgh uh, comic conventions all the time, but it got to the point where all I was selling was fan art and I felt like such a fraud. <laughs> so I just stopped going. But now that we have a book, you know, maybe I'll do shows again. I mean, is to it... be fair. Yeah. Well, I was just sorry, Jim, to be fair, the, the posters that he's talking about are yeah. fucking works of art. Yeah. They... I was, gonna, I was I, blown I... away, dude. I was going. I was going to say, isn't isn't fan art kind of the bread and butter of this whole deal? It is, but I I don't like doing it. I feel gross. I see. I get it. It's it's not it's not fun uh, to only to not have your own thing. You know, to not have your own yeah. component. Yeah. So I want to move away from that, and we'll uh, promote God's brutality instead. So who knows? Maybe Rich and I will show up in a town near you. So I like stuff. You can meet us and tell us how great our book is. And the only thing that we'll ask for in return is some kind of financial compensation. Or pictures of your feet. Right. Well, wait. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mark, Mark, you need to put a a wrestling promo that's very similar to that for what you just said, only as a wrestler. I already forgot what I said. I'll You're in your that. area. Coming to a town <laughs> near you. Oh, that's right. So, unless Raven or Jim, you have anything you want to add, I want to I want to wrap this up with something a little, a little different. You guys don't mind. Yeah, Jim's going to have a um, lot of editing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I would never edit it. You should consider editing this one. It's what, so, for five hours long now? <laughs> Give or take. Before we wrap this up, I have a few questions for uh, Mr. Mark Welser. So we already did this with Rich Woodall. So, Mark, I'm going to put you on the spot. I got a, okay. a bunch of quick questions. Don't take much time thinking about it. Just whatever comes to the top of your head, you answer. I'm going to fire them off. You answer. If you get stuck, we'll just move on or whatever. Uh, you down to play? Sure. Okay. Real quick. Favorite uh, issue of Savage Dragon? If you don't know the number, describe it. Favorite issue? I think probably 50. 
was nice. a big one for me. There's there was a lot of stuff. There was like the culmination of a lot of different storylines. There was so much um, B stories happening there. Uh, a lot of backup stories that I really liked, and uh, Eric's art was killer. It was like, how the hell does he get out of this one? Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, best vicious circle character design. Best character design. I like uh, this. Is mm, I'm gonna probably go with Skullface. I don't know if that's my answer or not, but that's what I'm going with because it popped in my head. Skullface. Good. Lamest Vicious Circle member. Soundstorm. (laughs) Which one was that? The Big Ears? Yeah. Or Melvin Mouse. Best female character in Savage Dragon. Best female character? Rapture. Nice. Uh... Best spinoff book. Uh, I'm going to probably go with Deadly Duo. Which series? The first one. The first one, yeah. Nice. Uh, worst era of Savage Dragon. Probably the family era. What? Correct choice. Yeah. Not a fan of Glum? Uh, uh, all right. I was like a lot of people. I didn't love Smasher. Gotcha. Yep. I'm a ra- I'm a uh, I'm a Rapture guy. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was great. She's got she just got tons of personality. It's fun. Street gal. Um. <laughs> and that was also coming off of like the God World stuff and a lot of the SOS things. Where and it was. Every month was something crazy, and then the family stuff. I get it, but it slowed down a little Toned bit too it down. much for me. Yeah. yeah. Don't have to explain. We get it. Um, okay. Rex, Rex Dexter or Captain Tootsie? Rex Dexter. Any reason why? No. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I was just, you just told me I didn't have to have a reason. All right, I, I lied. You do. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, Rex Dexter, because he's had more transformations, I guess. Captain Tootsie's fine. I feel like I don't really know him that much. Mm, gotcha. Interesting. Um, your most unpopular opinion regarding Savage Dragon? Unpopular opinion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like Vic Bridges' art. Oh, nice, it's, pretty, right. it's pretty okay in this fin. You're in good company for that. Okay, um, then I think... <laughs> he Eric has Larson another one, like, smells... ready to go. What's that? Eric Larson you... smells bad. <laughs> oh. I'm going to think he smells great, but... We'll never get I don't know if I have a, a, a negative thing that... Uh, what is it, most controversial opinion on Savage Dragon? Uh, unpopular opinion, something that you completely unpopular. differ from everybody else on something. I mean... Vic Bridges' art is fine. Uh, I guess. All right, I'm putting you on the spot. It's quick. Just making you think fast. Um, it's to pick four figures for a new toy line. Which figures do you pick? Characters. Four figures. I'm going. Last one. Kill Cat. Kid Avengers. See, I like the Deadly Duo. I'm going Malcolm. And I'm going 
Star. Ooh, nice. Ah, okay. Great choices. Fair villains, I guess. Are... Ah, kids don't want to. They want to play with the good guys. Awesome. Well, thanks. That was fun. Was it for Craig? That was that was fun for me. <laughs> okay. I thought it was. Quick question. Plot twist. Both of you. Oh. Cast the leads of Gods of Brutality in a movie. A live action? Because I've got the voice cast, I think, already in my head. Do both if you've got it. Whatever. Uh, I don't know who would play them. Um, it, when I read it, I've got Nick Dillon is voiced by Jason Manzukis. Mm-hmm. I've got... Um, Hercules sounding like James Adomian doing his impression of Jesse Ventura. And honestly, Thor, I don't know who I don't know who I got for Thor. I still don't feel I can't hear Thor's voice yet. Rich. I uh for for uh for Nick, I wanna go to eighties Danzig and just throw him in there. Mm-hmm. Uh for uh, for Hercules, uh, Robert Shaw. I know he's dead, but bring him back. He's in hell. Back, bring him back. Put him, put him in Hercules' outfit, and um, and then for Thor, shit. I had somebody like Mark and I talked about this a long time ago. Because when I write, I have I try to cast people's voices in my head, and. Uh, Shit, I can't remember who who I had for Thor. Man, Thor sucks, apparently, huh? I, I'll, uh... uh... He's the one that I like to draw the least. Oh, he's the one I like to draw the most, but I like drawing that beard. Um, I I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> uh, shit, on the spot, I'll go with... with Gary Oldman, because Gary Oldman can play. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, Thor's hard. You gotta be he like is... some British dude. They always give him British accents or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's totally Nordic for some reason. Let's make him somebody's, British. Somebody's gonna read this book and their favorite character is gonna be Thor. And then they're gonna be like, why don't these guys care more about Thor? I, I gotta say to that. cast I, him better in his movie. I liked Thor. I liked the characterization on Thor. Thor's great. Cor- did I hear a voice when I read his words? No. I, I don't but, hear... No. I personally never hear voices when I read their words. It's usually just my voice. Oh, no? You hear your own voice on well, every character? Yeah, really? but, but I... You know, it's... it's You know, acting. Do you change your voice? Yeah, it's, you know, gravelier, higher, lower. I don't hear actors. Your head? You... Yeah. Do For your own every... voice high? Mm. Look, it's just every every character is like... My voice, but pitched or modified to be the character. I have never heard that in my life. I I don't. I don't. You know what? That's why I'm so bad at. That's why I'm so bad at casting things because I don't attribute actors to characters that I read or, yeah, read. Yeah, a lot of people hear Jim Purcell's voice when they read (laughs) comics. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they will now. It's a very common. I, I guess it's not so much my voice; it's just I give them original voices, oh. there, which there you go. which tend to sound okay. like that me makes more sense. because that's the voice <laughs> that's in my head. 
That makes a lot more sense. It's not my I just thought voice. Jim's reading. He's like, my head that sounds exactly like me and has my mannerisms. <laughs> well, that's Craig. I was interpreting the way you were. Like, if there was Maxine and Malcolm, it'd be like, "Hi, Hi Malcolm. Hi, Teapot. <laughs> Hello, Fish Taco." Well, it's, pro- well, it's probably <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. F- female characters are weirder though, because it isn't so much that they're you know high pitched like girls. It's I guess I just read them as... It was high-pitched. Exactly. It doesn't really sound like that. <laughs> Do you guys have voices in your head for dragon? Uh, you mean... Classic dragon? Either. Yeah. yeah. Unimaginatively, Bru- Unimaginatively Bruce Willis. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's 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 total. Uh, I told you it was basic. Don't you? Basic, me? yes. That think, was the word I, think I was looking for. The cartoon crept into my head too. After a while, I don't know. You got that lucky pickle in your brain, huh? Mm. That, or it's like Eric, or it's not Eric's voice. Sometimes you told me that once, and I cannot hear Dragon as Eric, dude. <laughs> I can because he talks like, like Eric writes Dragon like the way he talks a lot of times. No, because a vocal thing that Eric does is he's, he'll trail off the end of a word. He'll be like, you know, if you're interviewing, he'll be like, are you talking to me? He'll be like, eh, you know, I just kind of drew dragon and then I was. Like when I hear when I hear dragon, done. when I when I hear dragon, it sounds kind of <laughs> like. Uh, what's a good what's a line dragon says? Um, it's dragon time. Dragon. <laughs> it's, <laughs> It's dragon time. <laughs> what the... He- Jesus Christ, what the fuck is wrong with you? Classic <laughs> dragon line right there. Uh. <laughs> it sounds better in my head. I'm pregnant, dragon, and the baby's here. <laughs> actually, actually, okay, test. you know what? <laughs> You know what? There's, under arrest. There's actually is one character I do attribute a, 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 a voice to, and that's mm-hmm. uh, Maxine. Actually, sounds like Lucy from the Peanuts cartoons. What? From I Love Lucy? No, 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 <laughs> no Peanuts like Lucy. <laughs> what? Exactly. Because she's got that cartoon from mouth. The cartoon? Yeah, the cartoon Peanuts. <laughs> Charlie Brown. Which one? Charlie Brown. Pete Lucy. In like twelve different girls. Oh, he said Lucy. I just sound the same. Does Lucy sound like a child? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, no wonder you guys had that weird hang-up over the braces and the socks. <laughs> if that's how you hear Maxine's voice. Wait, why are you throwing me into this? He said you guys. You had it, too. Throw me into this. You were yeah, like, but I'm, I'm, braces I'm not weird picturing her sounding like a Charlie Brown character. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Rich, we should go. We should let them else. fight this out. <laughs> we don't want to get involved. None of you understand how my brain works. You're part of this. <laughs> don't implicate us. We did not come on here to listen to you guys talk about your weird hang-ups about Lucy. I thought that was uh, what Why don't you say how nice we are and, and how funny we are? I, I, told, I told you when this started that things would go places. As they do. <laughs> they certainly have. Oh, I think we, we ended at a good point. Great. <laughs> so thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, it's yeah. always good to have guests and especially, you know, people who are making comic books. I mean, that's why we're all here. Uh, 
Really? I would describe them as really like venerable finheads. Aww. Yeah, uh, I guess. I mean, yeah, you're I both met... you're big movers and shakers in the scene. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we're trying. Right. That's I, all I, we can we've do. We've been around a while, I guess. Is that? Yeah, we're never gonna win uh, best. Yeah, old people. <laughs> Guys, I just want. I'm just. I just want to say this, like. Fucking Brotherhood of the Finn has a character that represents a cult in the comic. Like it's pretty. <laughs> that's kind of. Oh yeah, that plot line was a thing, wasn't it? Well, that was a large. Yeah, thing. that's right. I'm just saying, it's fucking kind of. Think about how many fans touch a book in that way. Not many. True. That's. It's probably Gavin's fault. <laughs> that sounds like something he would suggest. <laughs> well, I love so it. He still uh, signs everything BOTF, doesn't he, Gavin? Yeah. Yes, he signed. He? he he wrote a letter. Really? He wrote a letter to God's of brutality and signed it. That <laughs> he did? Yeah, sure. His writer he signed his checks BOTF. Probably. <laughs> it's his le- Maybe it's his legal name. Mm. Legal. Did anyone tell him that 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 nobody does that anymore? Gavin <laughs> Gavin is a legion of one. <laughs> I don't know if I'd recognize his name if it didn't have BOTF after it. <laughs> Who is this Gavin guy? Imposter. Yeah. I mean, he's shorter than his real last name. Hey, man, he's holding it down. He's like he's like that guy that, you know, didn't sell out. You know? Yeah, you know re- Mark Welser? The rest of you are just... Which guy is that? The <laughs> <laughs> rest of you just got too old for it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Had quit- to have a family. Quitters. Yeah. You know, why do we have to have families instead of just job. a million comics like Gavin? He's happier. He, he... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mark, go back to your well, was... and and finish up that page that you sent me earlier. Yeah, I have to, it's all done except for that one panel. I want to say I love Gavin Higginbotham. So if you're listening to Gavin, I yeah, love we him. all love him. Oh wait, are we, we still recording? He... Oh yeah, <laughs> this is going in. What? I love it's going my... in. It's going in. Didn't fam- say it was off the record. I love my family, and I would never give them up for a million times. <laughs> my family will never listen to this. Oh, that's true. I I don't have anything. Right. He's right. <laughs> yeah. When you do, when you have accomplishments in comics, it's cool because, like, no matter what you're, how big you're popping off or failing or whatever, you're a failure in the eyes of your family. Always. That is absolutely. He said true. It cut out, but he said true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that is absolutely true. I'm trying to think, my. Oh, when when I told the kids about, so we we have a cartoon deal for Electric Black, and when I told the kids, they're like, eh. Do, can, we, can, we buy, can we buy a new car? I'm like, well, there's no can money. Can we have dinner? <laughs> they don't, they don't. Call me when they're in Fortnite. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Kids. All right, I think we said it all, guys. Bye. Time yeah. to wrap this puppy up. Yeah, Perhaps. thank you, guys. Thanks again. We appreciate yeah, it. Have us on again. We'll do another five-hour episode. <laughs> Lobs of Cruelty in stores July. July something. <laughs>